in a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes can cost far more than dollars. One oil and gas sales expert, one HSE professional, and the greatest PPE provider on the planet must come together. Two men, one brand, one mission. Red Wings Oil and Gas HSE podcast with Mark LaCour and Patrick Pister starts now. So welcome everybody to the Red Wing Oil and Gas HSE podcast, episode number one. This show is for everybody who has an interest in health, safety, and the environment in the oil and gas industry, and it's brought to you by Red Wing, the leaders in PPE, ensuring your people go home safe every day. And this is our inaugural episode. Uh, joining me today is my expert co-host, Patrick Pister. How are you doing today, Patrick? I'm doing very well, Mark. Another great day in Houston. I'm just looking forward to kicking off the, our first episode of the Oil and Gas HSC podcast. Yeah, me too. It's actually not raining. So uh, for, for those of you that haven't spent any time in Houston, it's either raining or hot. That's our two seasons of the year. Um, so this is our first show. Um, it's um, th- th- We're looking really forward to um, um, to building our audience and helping the uh, health, safety, and environmental uh, crews out there. Um, but Patrick, what are you talking about a little bit about who we are? Because uh, people may not know us. Uh, so I'll kick it off. So I'm uh, Mark LaCour. I'm uh, uh, director of modalpoint.com. Also co-host uh, Oil & Gas This Week and Oil & Gas Careers podcast. Um, and I do market research in the oil and gas industry. I've been in this industry for 20 years and I have a passion for the oil and gas industry. I love it. I do a lot of mentoring, do a lot of coaching, uh, a little speaking now and then. And this is just another way to show for us to help us for us to help get some good information out there. So, Patrick, a little bit of background on you. Yeah, well, Mark, I'm sure everybody knows you already from your, your previous podcast. But, yeah, I don't think anybody knows me very well. I'm Patrick Pister. I've been in the offshore industry since uh, getting out of A&M in 2005. I've done project management, engineering, offshore operations all over the world, HSC, um, which is my focus right now. And, you know, I'm here as your HSE expert to share my knowledge, my experience in the industry with everybody listening. Yeah, so let's kind of start there because there may be some people out there that's never even heard of HSE. What, what is HSE? HSE is, it stands for Health, Safety, Environment. Um, some people like to throw a cue in there for quality. It's really focused on keeping your, your personnel safe, the environment safe, and everybody, everybody working happy and healthy. You can't have good operations if you're, if you're hurting people. Nobody wants that. And it also is a, it's a huge uh, cost in the industry. Every, every incident we have, whether it's environmental or a, a personal injury, is a major financial expenditure for the, the operator, for the contractor, for the vendors, everybody working on that project. When something goes wrong, things shut down. And when things shut down, that's, that's just a loss of money. Yeah, it's um, from some research that we did a couple of years ago. The other thing I think is really cool about this is uh, we went out and interviewed a lot of um, mid-level to senior management in the industry across all spectrums, upstream, downstream, midstream, and service. And at the end of the day, the people that run these companies want their people to go home safe at night. It's not, it's a, it's a metric, right? It's a KPI and there's a cost, but in their hearts, they want to make sure their people are safe. And that's one of the things I love about this industry. Yeah, and, and that's the same for the guys, guys working on the, on the actual jobs. Nobody wants to get hurt. Everybody wants to go home for, to their families. Everybody wants to have the same number of digits on their hands that they, they came in with. But you know, it's safety's not always in the forefront of people's minds. It's it's get the job done. You know, produce, keep the keep the bit turned to the right. But but safety is it's always there. There are always hazards, and you you have to 
put a focus on it so it, it gets the attention and it gets the, uh, um, the focus it needs. Yeah, and it's, um, one of the things I think is really cool is, um, you know, I've been in this industry for a long time, and we've improved our safety metrics so much as an industry. Um, last year, there was some research um, put out by a governmental agency here in the U.S. where it's actually safer to work in the oil and gas industry in the United States than it is to be a realtor. Think about that. How cool is that? That's pretty amazing. It's a, it's, it's a stunning statistic. Yeah, and I don't know what's going on in real estate that is making that dangerous, but you know, it's, you're better off being on a rig than actually, um, you know, putting house for sale signs up. Evidently, I can only assume it's traffic accidents. That's that's the only thing I can think of that that has adds the risk to their their profession over oil and gas. Yeah, so HS and E um, is actually a profession. There's a science to this. So let's talk a little bit about that. Can, can you actually go out and get a degree in HS and E? You can. You can. You can get a bachelor's and a master's in in HSC just just like anything else. Um, and you're right, there's a lot of science to it, and the, the, the metrics that have been tracked have, have really been brought into the, into the 21st century. It's, it's, it's not just, you know, we, we heard some guy, let's, let's move on. The, the root cause is tracked, you know, after after reviews are done to find out well, how can we improve the process, not just on that job, but, but throughout the organization and, as, and throughout the industry. It's, HSE is a a huge, a huge industry. It's it spreads across from aerospace to oil and gas. To, I mean, HSE touches everything, and you want those formally trained HSE experts to help you manage those metrics and manage the people and and roll out all these initiatives that you're trying to make people safer with. Yeah, and and you have a lot of experience, right? That root cause, the investigations. Let's talk about that a little bit. That that is a, a huge part of it. Like I said, in in the in the past, you have an incident. If if it's not too bad, you go right back to work. Things have changed drastically. That if you have an incident, you want to shut down. You want to find out what actually was the root cause, not just not just an underlying cause in the moment that that may have led to uh, to a spill, to somebody getting hurt, uh, to equipment getting broken. You need to get down to the root cause. You know, suss out what those issues are, and then it implements an improvement strategy. You need to figure out how you can actually solve that root cause so it doesn't happen again. You don't want these incidents happening over and over and over again. And to do a little little bit of history in the oil field, the, you used to just run somebody off. You, somebody gets hurt, all right, well, that, that guy's the weak link, let's get rid of him. But you lose so much experience just by, by going that route that if you don't find the root cause, you haven't actually solved the problem or improved it. Yeah, so like I said, you, you have a lot of experience actually going out and, and determining that root cause, and it's actually a little bit harder than a lot of people would realize because of culture and because of people, isn't it? Yeah, it's you, everybody thinks that somebody's going to get it run off because that's how the industry was. So, so getting out with an investigation team, there's always that bit of resistance. Uh, these guys are, are here to, to find their scapegoat, to, to perform a wish hunt, and, and get off the rig, get off the work site. And that's that's not what these investigation teams are actually trying to do. The the good ones are out there trying to find what these root causes are so they, along with management, can come up with, with solutions. And every time I go on an investigation, I ask the guys that were involved in the incident, what do you recommend to make this, this process safer? Now, they, they have hindsight, but that's what you want. You want the guys on the ground feeding information back to the, to the managers because if top management's making these, these improvements and, and pushing them out, if it's not received by the guys on the ground, it's it's not going to make anybody safer. So you need cooperation from every level of management to the guys doing the job after you find the root cause and implement that. 
Yeah, it's uh, definitely it's it's changed into a culture of continuous improvement, which we needed to get there, and it's kind of cool to be there now. So, Patrick, you and I uh, had a rig tour, um, and one of the things that I was amazed at was how small the drilling platform has gotten because um, technology has has made things safer, even on the drilling platform. It's amazing how much the equipment has been able to reduce the number of people that need to be on the drill floor, which is one of the most dangerous places you can be on a rig. Um, and, in, and those type of things, they, they were always fought in the beginning. You know, the iron roughnecks getting rolled out. Are I that remember things, that. It, it's slow. It's clunky. No one's ever going to use it, but, but now they're, they're standard in the industry and they keep, you know, they keep from having to sling tongs to put somebody right under the rotary. Every piece of equipment out there now is, is not only to improve efficiency, but to improve the safety of the guys offshore. Yeah. And if, if, you know, some of our audience is not familiar with what you're talking about, literally they used to screw joints of pipe together by hand, um, using tools. And that's very dangerous because it's spinning. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, torque and a lot of pressure there now all of that's automated including handling the pipe which then keeps people from getting hurt yeah you'd be, you'd be amazed at these systems i mean they can they can do one uh, a task one time program it in press a button you know these these pipe rackers are going to reach out grab a piece of pipe bring it to well center and then the driller is going to take over to make up make the fine-tune adjustments but you know it's it's turned into more of a video game than it than it was before where it was a lot of manual handling and now it's it's a lot of machinery keeping the guys out of harm's way while the work's being done. Yeah, which is just its just awesome. And if, if anybody uh, gets a chance to uh, search for YouTube, you need to see some of this because this is, this is robotics at its finest, right? Getting stuff done. So this is a perfect time for us to, um, to talk about our sponsor, Red Wing. Um, so we appreciate they sponsor the show, but Red Wing has a vested interest in the safety of the people in the oil and gas industry. Um, everybody knows Red Wing for their boots. I have a pair that's probably going to outlive me. Um, but what you may not know is Red Wing's also a big provider of PPE. And the thing that they do that is different is quality. It does not leave their hands unless it is the quality standards that they want. So their stuff's uh, top of the line, uh, great PPE. And the other thing is they can equip you from head to toe. So if you're out in the oil field and you got people that uh, need PPE, um, in fact, I'm going to stop here. Patrick, what's PPE stand for? PPE, your personal protective equipment, that's that's everything you put on your body that you hold in your hand that's going to keep you safe from your hard hat, your safety glasses, your gloves, your coveralls, your boots, um, and, and everything in between. Yeah. So Red Wing can supply that from, from one end to the other, one-stop shop. So if you're an operator or if, uh, you know you have guys out in the field and you're looking for a high-quality PPE provider, check out Red Wing. They're, they're just a great company. And if you haven't shopped around in a while, the the technology that they've put into the into the PPE is is pretty amazing nowadays. That you know the, the flame resistant clothing that's also lightweight and breathable, so your guys aren't getting too too hot out there. Um, you know, check them out. They they've got a lot of equipment, a lot of things that have uh, come a long way. Yeah, and um, they're they're good people, right? They've been around for over a hundred years, so they know how to get stuff done right. So speaking of PPE, Patrick, why don't we throw? Actually, before we get in that, let's talk a little bit. So. This is our first show. Our, our, the show's going forward. We're going to have some, a bit of a structure to it. This is our, um, you know, like I said, this is our um, introductory. So let you know what the show's about and what who Patrick and I are doing. Um, but one of the things that's going to be a regular on in the future shows is our PPE tip of the week. And so, Patrick, one of the things that um, management needs to understand around PPE is that you actually, your guys in the field can actually wash out some of the protection stuff, right? That's right. The, the PPE, it, it has a useful life. It, these uh, flame-resistant chemicals they put on put on the coveralls, those wash out over time. Your uh, your impact-resistant gloves, you know, those are gonna those are gonna fade with every wash. Um, 
you need to keep that in mind when you're buying PPE is the useful life. If you're going to save a few dollars on the front end, but it lasts half as long as another, another piece of equipment, Red Wing, for example, um, you want to go with the longer lasting, you know, you know, cost average it out, figure out how, how long it's going to last, how much you're going to spend on the front end and how many times you're going to have to reorder. Cause these guys, you know, they're, they're doing hard work. They run through some, some equipment out there. Um, and they don't always replace it when they need to. And, and you need to get them used to if my gloves are, are getting worn or, or covered in oil-based mud, if my boots are actually wearing out, you know, re replace them in a timely manner so you're not trying to stretch those dollars. Do it on the front end. Buy something that's going to last a long time. Don't buy the cheaper option and have to replace it. Or worse, worse than that, don't replace it and have a guy get hurt. Yeah. So uh, we'll just mention Red Wing again here because they'd be the people you'd want to go talk to. All right. Well, that was a good PPE tip. So let's talk a little bit more about um, the evolution of HSE because, you know, like I said earlier, it's come such a long way. Um, where do you see this going? It's only getting better. The, uh, the metrics that are being tracked now that, that used to just get put on a, on a hard copy piece of paper and shoved in a drawer after an incident, um, all that's being tracked, measured. You're actually being able to, to track leading indicators um, instead of just an incident that happened. All right. We want to prevent that from happening. Well, that's a lagging indicator. You've already hurt somebody. Um, but capturing those near misses, implementing after-action reviews, root cause analysis, and uh, improvement processes for those near misses, for those leading indicators, that's where the future of HSC is. It's, it's getting to a predictive nature as opposed to a reactive one. So that's pretty cool. So we're actually getting to the point where we can actually predict incidents with a reasonable degree of certainty? You can uh, predict the, the level of risk in the job, and then there are a lot of other tools to help the guys on the ground manage those risks. Um, you know, everybody's goal is zero incidents, zero discharges to the environment. Um, and I hate hearing people say that they don't think that's attainable, but that's our goal. Well, if you say that, then you don't really believe it. Right. I believe that zero, zero incidents, zero discharges is possible. And, and that's what HSE is trying to do. It, that's a department that's focused on getting us to a, to a zero. Yeah, and, and actually, uh, some of these large uh, LNG projects that are going up here in the U United States, many of them so far, now they're still in construction, but they have zero incidents. So they've, they've done a lot of the construction with, with no issues. So, yeah, you're right. You, we can attain that, and I, and I think we will. I think the combination of technology and the changing culture, business culture, it will get us there. I like that example too, Mark, because if you can see that it's happening somewhere, then those, uh, that's rec you can replicate that. You can make your own operation, and I'm talking about the guys working, you can make your, your job, turn on the wrench, a zero incident uh, job. Then yeah. go up the chain, your whole team can be zero incident, then the whole rig or the whole job site can be zero incident, then the whole company is. So if, if, one, if one company or one job's doing it, then everybody should be striving for that and and we'll get there eventually yeah it's interesting you know i do a lot of traveling and i can always tell in airports somebody that works in the oil and gas industry because they don't walk by a spilled drink or a piece of paper on the ground they pick it up because it's just natural we know we don't want somebody to slip on anywhere and it's um it's it's ingrained in the culture i um i, I had a story that i i think is so cool about this so this was um a while ago and i was actually um, visiting chevron downtown here in houston on louisiana street and I was leaving, and I was getting ready to get my car, and I, I was getting ready to jaywalk, right? I was getting ready to cross the street where I was not supposed to cross the street, and this young IT person, I actually didn't know he worked on it, this young person stopped me, a young man stopped me and goes, sir, I cannot let you cross the street. It's not safe 
across the street right here. Let me show you where it is safe. And so he took me to the crosswalk and I asked him, I said, who do you work for? And he goes, Chevron. And I said, what department? He goes, City, which is their internal IT group. And it's like, oh my God, it, the culture at the feet on the street level believes in this, right? This isn't executives preaching safety. Here's somebody that's frontline person at Chevron that stopped me from jaywalking because he didn't want me to take a chance of getting hurt. How cool a story is that? See, that's, that's a pretty amazing culture because you, you get guys that whatever department they're in, when they first join the industry, like everybody else, safety is not the, your number one concern. It's, it's either getting the job done or getting from point A to point B or whatever it is. So teaching people to stop you, a stranger, on the street and, and showing them the right way to do something, that's, that's kind of a hard barrier. We, as, as, as people, you know, as humans, it's, it's uncomfortable to go and tell somebody, hey, you're, you're doing something wrong. Let me help you do it the right way. And when you don't know the person or they're in a higher position than you, that's what a good culture does. It gets, you know, from the, from the bottom to the top, everybody breeds that culture. Yeah, and they believe it, right? He, that, that young man would not have not done that unless he believed, he really believed in that. And I just, I just think that's awesome. You know, hats off to Chevron for instilling that culture throughout the whole age, uh, whole um, organization. All right. So here's a good time for us to stop. And, um, um, if uh, you enjoy the show and if you want to know about future shows, um, join our LinkedIn group, right? It's called Oil & Gas Global Network. Uh, this, the Oil & Gas HSE podcast is part of the Oil & Gas Global Network. That's the place where you can find out about all the new stuff we're doing. You can uh, interface with your peers. Um, I've seen um, you know, people help each other, make introductions. So take a few minutes, join the Oil & Gas Global Network LinkedIn group, and you'll be glad you did. All right. One more thing I need. Reviews. <laughs> this is our first show, people. Come on, give us a review. Tell us what you think. Well, five stars or one star or whatever, but the reviews helps us in the search rankings and in iTunes so that more people can find the show and enjoy it. And then it's, um, you know, the other thing I'll ask you is, is please don't send out the company-wide email, um, but can you share the show, any of your peers, any of your friends um, that have an interest in the show, um, please share it with them so we can help spread the love. Once again, I want to uh, say thank you for Red Wing. Um, thanks for sponsoring the show. Uh, we're going to have much more stuff um, from there. We'll probably have some giveaways and future shows, so stay tuned. Um, Patrick, what else we want to talk about? That's all I got for today. I just wanted to share the, you know, what we are, what we're doing, what we're going to try to do over the you know, next uh, several months, several, several months. We're just trying to, uh, to share best practices in the industry, keep you safe out there, and make sure everybody goes home after a job. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get out of here. So, folks, don't be afraid to give up the good and go for the great. Y'all be safe out there. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Red Wings Oil & Gas HSC Podcast, a production of the Global Oil & Gas Network. Learn more from Mark LaCour at modalpoint.com. Connect with Patrick Pister at leanoilfield.com. Houston, to London, to Dubai, and beyond.